good? What's good? You already know I'm here. You already know the vibes. Hey, hey, hey. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. Back it again. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you know the vibes. Back again with another Motivation Monday. What's good? What's good? What's good? You already know the vibes. Back again with another Motivation Monday. Hey! Hey, Simon, baby. Simon, Simon, Simon. You know the vibes. Back again with another Motivation Monday. It's your host, Malcolm Creighton. You already know what it is. I have a very good friend of mine. Audrey Oliver, Ollie, 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 <laughs> my homie, she's a really good friend of mine, a friend of mine, um, just tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself and your background and like your music industry and stuff. Um, well, I'm 21 now, but like I started doing music when I was four, because uh, my older brother played piano and violin, and I wanted to start playing piano and violin, so I did, so I've been doing music my entire life, and like when I was nine, I wanted to do musical theater, and that's what got me into singing. So uh, I started singing at nine, and that's when it really took off. And, like, my passion for music and, like, acting and just being creative really opened up for me. Who are some of, like, your favorite artists that you listen to? Oh, God. Um, honestly, everything. Like, I draw inspiration from everything. Like, the artist that made me want to start writing music is John Mayer, but, like, Led Zeppelin, Janis Joplin, Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, um, Mumford & Sons, Fleetwood Mac, like, everything. Some, like, classic country stuff. I mean, anything that just makes me feel good, I like to listen to. Okay, okay. Well, the topic for today's discussion is going to be basically like bulldozing parenting. Basically, that's when uh, a parent can either push their kid way too much and make them fall out of love with what they're doing, or they're not getting the support at all. You know, that's the biggest question. You know, there's a lot of people that come from each background. Like, uh, there's people that are going to come from the people who, like, their parents are always going to push them to do what they want to do and have all the resources, and then sometimes they fall in love with it versus other people. Uh, they don't get the resources or they don't get the love and the support from their family or their friends and what they need, and so they kind of fall short. And so, like, when did you see, like, your music career just start to take off? Um, it was probably in high school is when I started gigging. Like, I, I did acting and I did music and I, like, took lessons and did, like, the recitals and stuff like that. But when I was probably about... 16 or 17 is when I started like going out and actually trying to get gigs and sing for people and write like I wrote my first song when I was I think 16 or 17 and that's when I was like okay this is this is what I want to do like it just it was such a magical experience writing my first song and like showing my mom and she was so excited and like proud of me and that's when I really knew like I got to pursue this I found my passion like this is what I could see myself doing for the rest of my life do you still have that song like the very first song you read yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I actually um I had it like recorded and everything I'm sure if I listened back to it now I'd kind of be like what the heck are <laughs> you like this is ass but like honestly it's it's such a cool journey to create and I'm, I'm proud of myself for pushing myself and getting out there what kind of like what were your experiences like like after you realized like oh yeah this is something that I can really do like what kind of happened to like you inside your head I guess I could say like what were your experiences like well when I when I wrote that song it was of course because of a guy and I had my heart broken or uh -oh. whatever I know so I was listening to the, <laughs> it sounds so goofy I was listening to this John Mayer song and I was like in my feelings and so I wrote this song called Lost at Sea um, and I sang it at like the talent show in high school and like all my friends knew that I had written it and like after I sang it everybody was like freaking out and like clapping and I was like oh my god like this feels freaking amazing like I have to do this for the rest of my life so yeah I started gigging and then a couple years ago I went out to LA my mom had a friend and her 
daughters were staying at some Airbnb because they were acting like it was just all of this, like a crazy coincidence that I was even able to meet this guy. But I flew out to L.A. I showed him some of my songs that I had written and he decided he wanted to help me. So from then on, I think that was I think that was like the summer of 2017, I want to say maybe 2018. And I just started I was going out to L.A. like every few months recording and writing and like really trying to pursue it. But I think there was just so much pressure involved that I kind of started to lose myself. So this is almost definitely kind of recent, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. I mean, I'm only 21, and I, I was flying out to L.A. for the first time. I think I was 19, 19 or 20. So, yeah, I mean, this has kind of all happened within the past couple of years. And so after you realize that, like, oh, this is going to be, like, something I can legitly do, I'm pretty good at it, you know, and you start to see the confidence <laughs> growing yourself, what happened to, like, your relationships with your friends, your siblings, your loved ones, your parents? Well, I mean, I have two brothers, so, I mean, we're not, like, we're not, like, super close, but we're close enough and me and my older brother love to play together but it was really the relationship between me and my mom because me and my mom have always kind of had this very tumultuous relationship because of music and she always wanted to push me because she knew I was good and she knew that I wanted it and I think I was just young and selfish at the time and I didn't realize that she was doing it because she loved me and I thought that she was just pushing me because it's what she wanted and she wanted me to be famous and it was just I mean a lot of immaturity and an inability to kind of cope with the stress that was going on. So, like, the relationship with my mom really went downhill, uh, like, after the L.A. stuff started happening. And plus, it's so expensive to fly, to record, to be managed. I'm talking, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars spent to pursue a dream from, I mean, we're not wealthy, you know, upper-middle-class family, but we, we don't have, like, a ton of money to just throw at one kid to pursue something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it caused a lot of tension and, like... Because my mom was taking me to all of my gigs. I mean, she was literally there no matter what. My biggest fan, always supporting me, always, like, driving my gigs, driving home from out-of-town gigs at 1 in the morning. Like, I mean, my mom is amazing. So I think at that point in time, I took a lot of that for granted and wasn't able to appreciate her like I should have. And that really, we just started to butt heads all the time. And do you think, like, that's why, like, kids tend to fall short because they don't have that kind of like relationship that you had there with your mom like your mom was willing to do mm -hmm. everything she did for you you know and like no matter what she just wanted you to I guess like like something or be great like you said or be yeah, famous yeah. <clears throat> versus kids that like I said don't have anything you know like I know there's tons of kids who pursue basketball or just mm -hmm. their dreams in general and they don't have the money the resources the family to even just be like, hey, I'll even take you to this, even give them the opportunity, you know. Your mom was blessing you with opportunities. Yeah. And it's good that you said, like, you knew at a young age that, like, well, you knew now that it was kind of like a maturity thing that mm -hmm. you were like, oh, you thought she was kind of, like, pushing you out of it, but yeah. beforehand that you just thought, like, oh, it was all this. Yeah. What? Um. How did you manage to be, like, a student, an artist, a friend, and I guess a girlfriend at the time, too, you know, and, like, a daughter and a friend? Honestly, it was... It was so overwhelming, especially being so young and like, I don't know, it just kind of stopped being fun. But I really, I couldn't have like close relationships. I guess I could have, but I was so wrapped up in my own head and wrapped up in what I was doing. And like music just stopped being fun. And honestly, I got like pretty depressed because I felt like I had lost myself. But I was at UNT for uh, two semesters and I decided to leave school to pursue music because being a full-time student and gigging five nights a week at you know 
God knows what time for two, three hours every night. Um, the homework that I would have to do on top of it. Plus like, yes, I was in a relationship at the time that wasn't healthy. And like, it was just so much going on. I felt like just disassociated from reality. Like it was almost impossible to be just a good person at that time. Cause I was just so consumed in what I was doing and how stressed I felt. Do you think it's possible to be a full-time student and pursue your dream or be a, a full-time worker and pursue your dream? Yeah, I definitely do. I just think, honestly, not, I, I was spoiled. Like, I kind of had everything handed to me, and I took it for granted, and I was like, and I didn't like school. I'm not, like, a very school. I know that sounds so stupid, but, like, I'm not a very, I'm just, I don't love going to school. So I, I was agree. like, yeah, I was I like, you know, if I can if I can leave and my parents support it and I can pursue something that I actually really care about, because I was in school for music at first, but I was at the jazz in the jazz program at UNT, and it just was not my my style of music. So they I, have a really good like music. Oh, program over there, yeah, right? yeah, and their jazz program is like top three in the world. So it was like I was so honored to be there, but I'm not a jazz singer. So <laughs> <laughs> after after a semester, I was like, dang, okay, maybe I should try something else so I just switched my major and did some basics but I was just so unhappy because I just wanted to sing and then now I'm back in school so <laughs> <laughs> came yeah. full circle that was kind of my thing when I was playing basketball at Texas Westland uh I wanted to do um like I guess like videography and directing and things like that mm -hmm. which is a form of like mass communication you know yeah. or, ma or mass media yeah and over there their version of mass media is journalism you know they didn't have like the mm -hmm. ed the editing the directing and things like that to where i could be on a macbook and like edit and video yeah. and take pictures and things like that their version was like me in front of a camera talking about oh why did someone do this and that, and that. that's not yeah. that's not i didn't want to do that you know and so i was very conflicted because like i didn't want to go to school but i wanted to hoop you know and it was like so i'm like half-assing in my classes you know because i'm like yeah, i just yeah. gotta do this just to pass the play you know yeah. and like this right here is like really what i'm here for and so like the whole time i was very conflicted about like oh do i even go to class today is the teacher even gonna make me go to class today <laughs> like i was like conflicted <laughs> on all these things because i was like but i just need to hoop you know like that's why i'm here yeah that's how i felt with music and so like when the school's not providing exactly what you want it's kind of hard to just do both you know yeah. and then on top of that i was also working yeah. And so it kind of sucks because, like I said, it all goes back to support from family. You know, like when you have support from your friends, of course, that's amazing. And you always appreciate everything they can do for you. But it's a different type of support. Exactly. Your parents are supposed to be the ones that put you in yeah. situations, you know, and kind of help you chase your dreams. To push you. Exactly. And so, like, now I feel like I spent 13 to, I don't know, 20 living an adult life. And then now I'm chasing my dreams. And so now I wouldn't say like I'm in debt, but like I'm struggling, you know, because yeah. I'm I like reverse roles, you like know, making up for lost time. Exactly. Yeah. Like that is exactly what it is. And it sucks because, like I said, people like me, I truly feel like I'm a really, really phenomenal basketball player. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, <laughs> no, cap, really, no cap. I, I'm really cold. <laughs> like, I'm not going to play you. Like, it's crazy how cold I am to be for someone who really has never had much help yeah or any help like for my friends matt he's like my trainer and stuff like that but i've never had like real serious help like like no trainer no like real coach to be like hey do this do this do this you know i taught myself all these things and then it's like dang if i could have had that extra push you know for my parents to even put me like i never played aau basketball i never played select basketball if i would have had that push to get those opportunities to be in front of coaches mm -hmm. 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't be doing this right now, but I mean, but you were at a disadvantage because you didn't have that. Yeah, exactly. So my life would be so totally different, you know. Like I, it sucks that I didn't have the parents to to do that, and so that's why I strive right now to continue to bust my butt to make sure my kids, my son, my daughter, and my family never go through the same things that I went through. Yeah, because they don't. No one on this planet deserves. I feel like everyone at a young age, I guess if they have the parents that can afford it, because it is really expensive to do that stuff. I totally understand. Especially now. Yes, yeah. especially because I even understand now, like even trying to chase my own dreams, you know, like there's things that like some camps I get invited to, they're not going to pay for my flight, you know, yeah. so I have to find a way to do that or the hotel, you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I have to find a way to still pay for rent, car, all these other things, phone mm-hmm. bill, make sure my dog has food. Mm-hmm. Plus, on top of the thing I want to do, the luxury, you know, yeah. go attend this camp. So I have to do 250 for the hotel, 250 for the flight, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, dang, where's the money at? You know, like I don't. Yeah. <clears throat> We're not made out of money. I'm only 22, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the job I work at, <laughs> it's not always going to give me the best ability to chase my dreams. But uh, where in your life do you feel like you struggled most at? Like with your music career, you being a student, a girlfriend, a friend, a daughter. Like where do you feel like you struggled? I think I didn't. Well, whenever I got into like a very serious relationship, I was I was only 19 and like I didn't have a good sense of self. So I think getting into a relationship that serious at that age when I was already going through so much, I just, like, I literally felt like I lost who I was. So I think that that just kind of snowballed into not being a good daughter, not being a good friend, just not being a good person because I just felt so incredibly stressed out and depressed and anxious, and it started to affect my music. And whenever it started to affect my music is really when I just kind of spiraled out of control because that I felt like defined who I was on so many levels because I'd always done music I was always a singer I was always a musician that's how everybody knew me so once I started to lose that I was like okay you know like crap like who am I what do I have left if I don't have music what like what do I have where's my substance if it's not with music so I mean it was like this huge journey of just self-discovery and now like I'm like I wasn't able to sing like I was literally so stressed out like my body just started to kind of shut down and I could not sing I couldn't get up in front of people like I remember there was one gig I think it was my last gig I played I had to stop in the middle of the gig and say like I can't I can't do this anymore and that was honestly so traumatizing I like I went up to my mom and I was like I'm done with music and like she started crying she was like no like you can't like you can't do that this is you this is who you are this is what you've always wanted to do like you can't give up. And I was like, no, I'm done. I'm going back to school. Like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. And when she was telling you that, I wouldn't say at that particular moment, but like when you kind of sat down and realized what she was saying and you were weighing in like, oh, do I go back to school or do yeah. I pursue music? How were you feeling at that point in time? I felt horrible because I knew, like I was mad and I was mad at her too because I was like, why won't you just let me give up? Like, why won't, like I'm failing. Why won't you just let me fail? And at the time I was, I was, furious because I was like let me do something else like I this is not making me happy this is not fun anymore but I knew she knew that I would always come back to music and here I am coming back to music you know like (laughs) nobody knows you better than your mom like especially my mom because we've spent so many so many hours together and she knows this is what I've always wanted and I think that now I can look back at that now that I've kind of now that I lost music for a little while and I had to find out who I was and, and make friends with new people and just kind of get to n- be comfortable with myself as who I am without music, now I feel like once I start getting back into music, like I'll have so much more to give. And my mom, of course, supports it 100% and is excited that like I'm 
kind of I'm singing again and I'm playing again and like she's not pushing me like we have this understanding with each other and this love and this respect that we didn't have before where it's like when it comes back to you it'll come back to you and I'll be here you know like so that's I mean that's incredible I feel so incredibly lucky to have the parents that I have that support me no matter what that little statement you said uh you don't know like you felt like you didn't know who you are Mm -hmm. without music uh, there's athletes who tend to say that, like like LeBron James, he says, I'm more than an athlete. You know, yeah. Kobe Bryant says there's more to life than basketball. Or yeah. everyone you kind of meet will always say there's more to life than what you're actually doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's kind of hard for me to understand that yeah. because, like, I feel like what's wrong with me just being a basketball player? Not saying, because I understand that what you, what your craft or your goal mm-hmm. or your dream, you know, it's not always going to be around forever, you know. Yeah. But why can I be known as malcolm the basketball player why can't you be known as audrey the singer for the rest of your life because at the end of the day yeah you're gonna have other things you can do and of course i'm never always gonna be able to dribble the basketball Mm. when i'm 90 years old but that doesn't mean that like i feel like when people say that it's like oh you need to find ways to do other things or like you should not do this as much like i don't know i get kind of confused with that whole statement because it's like i feel like when people say that it's like oh are are you like discouraging me are you telling me that i like need to put this down no, I think it's more of a substance thing. Like, I and I felt the exact same way about it. I was like, I'm the singer. Like, know me as the singer. Like, that's what I do. But I think that puts so much pressure on your talent and your ability. And then it's like, okay, what if that, you know, what if that slips away? Then who is left? I think that's what that statement means is like, I am, yes, I am an amazing basketball player. Yes, I am an amazing singer. You know, you know what I mean? But like, who are you at the end of the day? Are you a good person? Or are you just a good basketball player? You know, are you a good friend? Or are you just a good basketball player? You know, like, am I a good daughter? Or am I just pushing myself and stressing myself out and not like discovering who I am without music? Because like, I feel like especially with an art form, if you don't have a good sense of self, how is your art supposed to be good? How are you supposed to express yourself if you don't even know who you are? So I feel like, for me, especially when I was trying to write, like, I, I'm not the best writer. Um, that's something that I would like to grow in, but I think it's because I just didn't know what the heck to write about because I didn't know who I was. So I, and I'm, I'm not going to write songs about music, you know, like um, yeah. la-di-da, here I am singing, you know, <laughs> just like with my guitar. But I just think having a good sense of who you are and, and being a good person and trying to put your best foot forward shines in whatever you're doing. I don't think you can be a terrible person and be vulnerable in that way even with sports like you really have to put yourself out there you have to get in a certain state of mind and and be clear-headed and and be sure of yourself to put on a good game or put on a good performance you can't be you know bugging out and then go out there and I definitely agree like a couple years ago like when you said like a good person and a good basketball player a couple years ago I was not a good person I was not I just wasn't a good person I was a bad person like point blank period and I was a good basketball player you know like quote-unquote just good you Mm -hmm. know my talents were trying to peak but like me being such a negative and bad person life just wasn't letting it happen no and it shows it shows no matter what you're doing like i said like a couple weeks ago on a podcast like you'll have your little successes here and there but for the most part my game just would not like take off like Mm -hmm. i would have bad games and like i would throw fits i would be getting arguments all the time you know i was treating someone like complete trash yeah and then it's like once I realized that that wasn't okay and I didn't want to live life like that anymore, it's literally like just psh, Night and day. skyrocketed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like a my face changed, my 
my game changed. You yeah. know, it felt like I like started to be quicker on the court. Like one day, just like my shot just started to click, and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. You know. Yeah. And it was kind of like the time when I was at Temple College versus when I was at the um like prep school when I was going through that phase trying to figure out like trying to figure out where I was going to play next. Mm -hmm. At that point in time, I wasn't a good person and I was playing like complete trash, you know? And like I said, like you said, nine day, I came home, figured out this is what I'm going to do and then one day it just bam, you know? And I just started dogging everyone and it's like, you know, that's kind of crazy that those things kind of correlate like that. And I yeah. think it's because, like, you're focused on all these other things. Yeah, you're focused on you're negative things. And, like, yeah. even if you're, like, say you're being a bad person, you're doing bad things, and maybe at that point in time you're like, whatever, I don't care, you know, screw it. But if you're a genuinely good person, that stuff is going to hang over your head and it's going to distract you and you're going to feel like, you know, like I can't really be vulnerable or I can't, like, express my true self because I know secretly, like, I've done these things and people are going to judge me for it or people are going to, like make me feel bad about it so I'm just gonna tuck it away but it's always gonna be there distracting me <laughs> so it's like how are you supposed to yeah that was me yeah <laughs> how are you? literally that was most yeah, definitely yeah. me I was like how are you supposed <clears throat> to I don't know and that's kind of how I felt like with my mom because I mean I'm gonna I was I was awful to her a lot of a lot of times with my music and that always kind of hung over my head I would be like whatever like my mom is just pushing me like I don't care about this. Like the relationship isn't good. Like my mom is trying to be mean to me and force me into stuff. So I'm just going to take it out on her. But I just felt like crap all the time. And like I get up and sing and like I would see her in the audience and it was just like, God, like I'm treating the person who has literally been my rock my entire life. The person that has pushed me, the person that has supported me literally no matter what horribly like, and then I just felt like gross. I didn't feel good about myself. And I think that that, really really started to just affect my mental state and affect how i could perform and but it wasn't on purpose right there was also other things that were kind of yeah, going yeah, with here yeah. i mean i was just i had horrible anxiety for the longest time like i'm literally just now kind of overcoming that and and feeling secure in myself like i had horrible anxiety all the time um like like i said that relationship that i was in i think had a huge part to play in what happened to my music because it was it was so horribly toxic and it wasn't even just the person I was with, but like I started to act terribly. And then that relationship influenced me so much that I started to turn away from my family and then I just resented them. And it was just like, I felt like I was brainwashed, honestly, for like two years. I felt like I was like, I had a cloud over my head and I was so incredibly like I was, I was afraid of that relationship and that stress like bled into so many other aspects of my life. And I, my, I had like a falling out with my family and it like, it was literally all just my fault. And I knew that, but I was like, if I just run from it, if I just hide from it, if I just <laughs> like bury myself in this relationship, that's horrible for me, maybe somehow somebody will save me and it'll all turn out. Okay. And that's just, that's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. So like now that I can, and my mom and I have obviously reconciled and made up and like, I literally love her to death. Like she's everything to me. My mom is the strongest person I know. And, like, influences me and inspires me to be a better person and be a stronger person. But, like, now that we're able to, like, talk about stuff like that. And and she's apologized as well for, like, pushing me and for saying certain things and, like, not understanding. But she was just trying to help, you know? But, like, not understanding that at that time that's not what I needed. And, like, it's just, I don't know, it's amazing to kind of turn around and being able being able to like fix those relationships and 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 see like now I can sing again and I'm pro- like I feel like I sound better than I ever had and like or ever have and 
I don't know, just seeing everything come around and come full circle and like being happy again is just crazy. But that stuff influences art, sports, I mean, whatever. Like it's just, it's wild that you think something that's like personal and wouldn't affect your work or whatever mm-hmm. has direct influence. And I think that's why like every time you like apply for a job or do something, you know, they always say, uh, there's always that one question. Uh, do you let your outside like life affect yeah, your work Yeah, do you leave inside? everything at the door yeah, or like <laughs> do that. you bring that crap in? <laughs> There's a lot of things that play into life that yeah. are bigger than what they are, and we just kind of be like, Phew, Yeah, know? yeah. Um, if you could go back in time and do it again, would you? Or how would you do it? Um, I would definitely do it again. I would not be in that relationship. <laughs> I think that was kind of my downfall there. Part. Yeah. Just, I was just so naive, and I was like, I need somebody to save me. Like, it was just, it was trash. But you know what? I made that decision. I did what I did. I did it with my chest. It was all out there. So I think the one thing I do differently is just listening to my mom, honestly, because I hate to say it, but she's 99.9% of the time, she's right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, To all the parents and the kids that are going to be tuning into this, um, what advice do you have for them coming from like the parents side you know like from the information your mom's told you to yeah. like all that and then kind of just from your experience too like when you're on the side where you're kind of like, like you said being naive and not really listening mm-hmm. being selfish what advice do you have for the people out there tuning in i think i mean i appreciate that my mom pushed me so i think it's good to push your child but also i think my mom didn't necessarily want to listen she just wanted to push, you know? So I think listening to your child and helping them navigate those feelings instead of just saying this is like a passing feeling, this is your passion, go for it. You know, if a child has, you know, feelings of defeat or feelings like they're not good enough or feeling like they need to quit, like pinpoint what's – or help them pinpoint what is really making them feel that way. Is it is it the sport itself? Is it the music itself? Is it the instrument that they're playing? Is it – outside influences is it maybe they really just they want to pursue something else you know like I I feel like kids especially in situations like that are afraid to express how they really feel because they don't want to disappoint their parents and that was a lot of it I needed my mom's approval and everything I had to have it and I still kind of struggle with that but when I was younger it's like if my mom didn't approve of something I wore or how I did in my makeup or how my hair looked or my music my world was like devastated yeah. So I think on the on the flip side for the kid, just realizing that you can't always live for your parent if that's the relationship. You can't live for that validation, having to um, find it within yourself and have a secure sense of self, especially whenever you're having to pursue something like music or like basketball or, I mean, whatever it is, it's going to take time, it's going to take money, it's going to take a lot of effort, and you need your parents. So I think expressing things, and I, I'm a hothead. Everybody knows that. So when I would talk to my mom, you know, maybe yes, it was she is. <laughs> not always, uh, not always in the best way or the most calm way. So I think that just being able to sit down and have a level-headed conversation about anything, like having an open line of communication without judgment, without feeling like you're going to be attacked, is the most important thing in any relationship, but especially when you have like kind of a stage mom or like, you know, somebody that's pushing you that hard is being able to have a calm level headed conversation and understanding either when your child has had had enough or when they just need somebody to listen to them. True. Uh, My advice to you guys is like, 
So, for example, I come from a family that there is no help, no nothing, you know. Everything I've always had to do, I've always got it myself, you know. And especially when I was in high school, my parents never cared about school, you know. It was C's, you were good to go, you know. I could do whatever I felt like it when my yeah. family was once together. And honestly, that caught up to me, and it got to me, you know. I graduated with, I think, like a 3.444, and I promise you, if I really would have tried and I actually cared about school, I would have graduated with a 4.0 and probably played anywhere in the country, I felt like, it, you know. But I didn't have those parents that were serious and pushing me and realizing that, like, oh, he can really do this, or just in June. They just didn't really care, you know. Yeah. They didn't care. You know, I really wish my parents did. So my advice to you guys is, for the kids out there who have dreams, goals, you want to be a doctor, police officer, whatever it is, whatever you're chasing, whatever your passion is, you sit down, no matter how old you are, 14, 13, 15, 12, whatever it is. Once you realize you know what you want to do for probably the rest of your life, I need you to sit down with your parents and tell them, like, hey, this is what I want to do, and can you help me, or how can you help me, you know? Yeah. Like she was saying, communication and anything. And I've kind of realized that over the point in time especially with PGR and things like that, or just relationships in general, you know, you always need to make sure everyone is on the same page, you know? And I think that's why a lot of relationships fail. That's why people fail in their things they love. And that's why just things start to crumble, you know, because there's no communication. You know, you think you're communicating because you're talking on a daily basis, (laughs) you're doing these things, but you're not putting your feelings out there, like she said, without being judged, you know? There's not two people being able to just state their feelings and be like, okay, we're good to go. Like, now let's go live our life, you know? A lot of people just judge and all these other things and so like it's just completely nasty but I advise you to sit down with your parents your friends your family whatever it is whoever you're living with whoever's supporting you doing your thing you know and just tell them like hey this is what I want to do and this is how I feel about it I really think I can pursue it can you help me and what can I do yeah you know that's my advice uh that's all I can honestly say because I don't really have much knowledge on the support side like that I wish I did uh but friend to friend I think you're really awesome, and I've heard you sing a couple of times, just messing around. And I truly do believe if you really, if you really want to do it, I truly believe you can really do it. You Y'all know, gotta come some- to my gigs, though. You gotta support. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't see you out there, you're fake. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I'm the same way. But you know, I'll be there. I think you should really pursue it. You're really good, and you know. Yeah. Uh, well, pause on the flip side of that. Like, I have so many amazing, like, supportive friends now that I don't, I didn't have before that. I don't know. Like friend friendship is so so important. You can have family, but if you don't have a good supportive group of friends, like that it just sucks. Like it really does. It does. And like I said, uh, I really truly feel like I found the right group of guys too with PGR and they yeah. help me push it and they help me do the right things cuz before there's a lot of people in it for the money like, oh, I told them they would if they do this, I'd pay them and that's all they heard, you know? So yeah. they're like, we're kind of BSing, but Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really feel like I found the right group of guys. I appreciate them. I appreciate you and like I said, uh I, if I was you, I would not quit. I would definitely continue to push the envelope and see where you can go. You know, you're really young. You're only 21, you know. And, yeah, so chase your dreams. You know, like you said, if you feel like that's not what you want to do, then you can pick up the uh, school book, you know, and go back to school. But uh, I, I suggest you, you chase it because there's nothing out there stopping you but you. Yeah. And for any other kids out there, too, as well, you know, there's honestly nothing out there stopping you but you. You just have to realize you want it. And then communicate with the people that are in your life and tell them, like, hey, I want to do this. And same thing for you adults, you know, if the same thing, just tell your kids or whatever it may be. Just be like, hey, I want to do this, do this, and just communicate. Or maybe if you're an adult and you decide that you want to be a professional basketball player, go for it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the lie. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's podcast. It's your host, Malcolm Creighton. I'm out.